Hello again, and welcome to In Taiwan We Speak, your audio guide to Taiwan's mind-blowing linguistic diversity. I am Alexander Shin, and today we continue our conversation about Taigi with Dr. Lim Gai, a researcher of Taigi at the National Academy for Education Research. Let's talk about the democratization when it happened. There was this movement called Mother Tongue Revival Movement. Could you tell us what was that movement about, and specifically its effects on Taigi's revitalization? The goal of the language revitalization movement, in simple terms, is of course to revive Taiwanese to its former language vitality. This is very challenging. There are very few endangered languages around the world that have achieved this. Taiwan's political situation is very tough. We have a hostile neighboring country that claims we belong to them. China and Taiwan indeed share many similarities in language and culture. However, let's not forget that this is a common situation between many countries and their neighbors. Strategically, revitalizing Taiwanese, Hakka, and Taiwan's indigenous languages can highlight the differences between Taiwan and China. I think this is the essential significance of the mother tongue revitalization movement. Previously, as the Secretary General of the Taiwan Mother Language Alliance, you advocated for the adoption of the National Languages Development Act, and it was indeed adopted in 2018, and it granted a certain national language status to several languages. Could you tell us about the significance of that for your language in specific? The National Languages Development Act has certainly brought about a positive impact. However, I should mention that prior to the implementation of this act, there are already existed the Hakka Basic Act and the Indigenous Language Development Act, establishing the legal status of these two languages. Taiwanese is the only one that didn't have a corresponding legislation. Hence, its positive impact on Taiwanese Taigi is the most significant. Firstly, Taiwanese has gained the status of national language. Moreover, the laws ensure equality among various national languages, meaning Taiwanese and Mandarin are equal. That's very important. Secondly, protections are provided in education, judiciary, media, society, and research. Although this declarative law lacks enforceability, it does provide a specific legal foundation for the revitalization of Taiwanese. Over recent years, we've noticed a considerable rise in the societal status of Taiwanese. People have developed more positive feelings toward Taiwanese, which undoubtedly adds in language development. I've already mentioned some of your work that you have done, but let's talk about your personal background specifically. Did you also grow up speaking Taigi at home? When I was little, my grandparents spoke Taiwanese to me, while my parents used Mandarin. 
at school and later at work, Mandarin was my primary language. It was only when I returned to my hometown that I had the chance to speak Taiwanese. This language background is common among people of my generation. During my university years, I delved into Taiwanese linguistics. After entering the workplace, I had the opportunity to participate in editing the Ministry of Education's Dictionary of Frequently Used Taiwan Mingnan, which made me pick up my Taiwanese again and led me to start learning the writing system of Taiwanese. When you say dictionary of frequently used Taiwan Minnan that you worked on, you explained earlier that Minnan is one of the ways that they call Taigi in Taiwan, right? Ah, uh, yeah, it's the official translation of the dictionary. Mm. I think if I just say Taiwanese dictionary or the official official name, that is official name. Mm. Mm. Normally, yourself, you wouldn't say Minnan. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And what are some of the challenges that you experienced in learning and speaking Taigi? Because I would imagine that environment back then in Taiwan was not really positive for speaking anything else but Mandarin Chinese. The biggest challenge is indeed the lack of a language environment. I had the chance to practice Taiwanese due to work-related reasons. Initially, my daily conversational skills were really poor, which was quite disheartening. Later, outside of work, I joined some Taiwanese language movement groups. I met many people who shared similar experience as mine. Gradually, my ability in Taiwanese is getting better and better. However, to be honest, my proficiency in Taiwanese is still far behind that in Mandarin. That's true. That is surprising to me because I've watched your show on Formosa TV. Of course, I don't understand anything, but it sounds like you're pretty much fluent in Taiwanese. But my Mandarin is more fluent. All right. <laughs> That's very sad. It is, for the reasons that you explained earlier. So then how come, given all the situation, you... You didn't just learn Taigi, but you also started to research Taigi and now pretty much made it your full-time commitment. The question is not easy to answer. Initially, it was simply the love of this language. When I found that it was facing a survival crisis, I felt deeply saddened. Fortunately, I could help. Even more fortunate, was the opportunity to make studying and advocating for Taiwanese into my profession. I found that it's very rewarding and it has persisted until now. I'm just curious, how much of your environment now is Taiwanese speaking? This is sad too. In reality, I mostly spoke Taiwanese with certain people, usually those who work on Taiwanese-related things, like me, or partners trying to revival Taiwanese. Mm, I see. Previously, you initiated the project that is called iTaigi, an online database for Taigi vocabulary. So speaking about this project, iTaigi, how did this idea come to you? I just mentioned that I used to work as a Taiwanese dictionary editor. 
At that time, I noticed that many new things couldn't be expressed in Taiwanese. Compiling a dictionary was a massive project, and there was a lack of resources and talent in the Taiwanese language domain. Later, I got involved with the G0V organization. Through the Hexo model, I could gather people with different skills to build a website and uh, utilize the idea of crowdsourcing to create new Taiwanese words. The Aidaigi website became a platform for the creation and the circulation of these new words, allowing the public to search for new Taiwanese vocabulary layer. It's somewhat like a Taiwanese version of Urban Dictionary. This approach actually puts into practice social linguistic theories on language contact in language revitalization efforts. Language is shaped by convention, and we've sped up this process. It had a great impact. Few people know me, but many know about Ai Daigi. The main backend engineer who initially established Ai Daigi later started their own IT company and continues to maintain the website. You mean the Ai Daigi website? Yeah. Wow, and they have their own IT company. Yes, that's its name is Yituan. Are you also good with technology, by the way? I have some experience about to plan the website, including dictionary or corpus. So I I know how to communicate with the engineer.、Mm. I can say what they they can understand. You know the engineer's language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I can't write any any code. I can't,、mm. but I know how to how to communicate with them.、Mm. So you can be a good manager for engineers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so no wonder that you you harness ChatGPT for us today. <laughs> <laughs> Now,、uh, this might be a very abstract question, but it it stems basically from my own experience because, well, to share a little bit about myself, I'm Korean Ukrainian, and although my parents are both Korean, but I grew up in an environment where we did not have Korean language. But when I was a teenager, of course, I went on and I studied it because I felt like something was missing, you know. And I realized that it's not the case for most people, I guess, who've lost their native language or their ancestral language. What is it like for you, your language that you didn't grow up speaking as your, let's say, first fluent language, but is now your basically work of your life? How do you feel about it? I have read one of your interviews, and I found it very touching. You said you feel like you are more fulfilled, and that resonated with me. For me, Taiwanese has helped me find myself. It makes me know who I am, where I am, and where I'm going to. It holds significance in terms of identity, responsibility, and life goals. It has grounded me and given me direction in life. It's true. It's not literary works. It it is really my how you feel. Yeah, yeah.、Mm. I can only imagine how you put it into ChatGPT, but the way it came out in English, it's truly beautiful. 
and touching. <laughs> Thank you. Now, speaking about the future of this language that has given you so much in your life, how do you envision the future of Taiji in Taiwan? I believe the revitalization of Taiwanese will have some impact. However, like other endangered languages in the world, fully restoring its vitality seems rather improbable. In the future, I envision Taiwanese becoming a special skill, a way to showcase individuality and perhaps even a skill upon which one can depend for livelihood. Just like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. That's all the time we have for today. Once again, we will be waiting for you next week with more. Thank you so much, Dr. Lim, for your sharing, and everyone else. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Oleg, and this was in Taiwan We Speak, your audio guide to Taiwan's mind-blowing linguistic diversity. See you next week. 